Welcome to episode six of the 15 Minutes of Shame program. So that means we're up to an hour and a half now of shame once we get done with this broadcast. Uh, we have Ben Kitchen here. We have Bill uh, Bill Smith right mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Bill Smith, he's yeah. the one with the glasses. That's me. <laughs> he's the, the more intelligent looking of the two, but it's close. <laughs> That's right. It's just because he's older. I just shamed you both. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yes. Uh, so how are you guys? Good? Well, Good. But an interesting week. What happened? Anything? Just Anything you of, should be ashamed of? Yes, there are some people that need to be shamed, I would think. Oh, yeah, I got a whole mess of them already. Who wants to start this mess? I'll start. Because we try to keep this to 15 minutes, because when you say the show is called... By the way, where's the timer? Man. Ah, damn it. See? Oh, God geez. damn it. Now, how are we going to do this? We've got the timer right now, here. What does that say? One minute and 16 seconds. Okay, go. Want to start the top? No. No. No, we're going to just keep going. We're we, going to keep going. We'll do it live. God damn it. Look at you go. All right, man. So, so I'll go. You, you got to just add a minute 16 to uh, whatever, you know. See, this is, I got it. it. Don't worry See, about ben it. Was I the, don't, ben, wor- ben, don't worry about it. Remember when Ben was a producer in a major market, an afternoon show? Shame on you, yeah, Ben. Look where we all are now. <laughs> we're in a basement. <laughs> That's right. A luxurious basement we might have, right by the pool. It is a nice basement. I'm going to shame everybody and anybody that was crapping on Bill Belichick, because guess what? He's 8-4. and four. He's number one in the, in, the, in the conference, and he's won six games in a row, and it's you got to give him a... Really, most of the credit, uh, he and Mac, uh, Mac and Cheese, Mac Jones, right? You, is Bill, do you, do you think it's the Belichick effect uh, on the quarterback right now that's making him play like he is? Well, it's a com- yeah. I mean, he's done this before. Remember, yeah. he's the one that brought Brady through that's true. The, the, the program and kind of helped, helped him learn his way through and become the greatest of all time. But Mac, right now, he comes from a good program. You know, we're talking about Alabama, and he's, he's great. He's calm. And he gets it done. But what I'd like to do is make sure that shame falls on all those people who said, oh, see, Brady's gone. Belichick can't do shit. Shut the fuck up with that. Wow, look at you go. The greatest coach in the history of the game, bar none, the stats bear it out, and everybody you talk to that has half a brain in their head who's watched one football game knows he's the greatest. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. See? Now, you know that I'm not the greatest sports fan in the world. In fact, probably the worst kind of sports fan. I just kind of tune in during the playoffs, and yeah. then I get to know. Who's, okay. Yeah, you've yeah. got other interests. I'm you know, you got that ant farm. You got uh, it's true the ant farm, but you know, one one incident happened uh, this week that in the world of sports that actually got my attention. What's that? LeBron James. Oh, what an asshole! LeBron James. He got annoyed at uh, Enos Cantor. Yeah, he got because Cantor was wearing <laughs> these shoes that uh, showed James. Bowing to Chinese President Xi Jinping, who owns a, he places a crown on on James's head. That's the depiction on his, King uh, his shoes. Yeah, so that yeah. that pissed off uh, LeBron. Cantor posted photos of his shoes on Twitter, and he wrote the following message to LeBron James: "Money over morals for the king. Sad and disgusting how these athletes pretend they care about social justice. They really do shut up and dribble when the big boss says so." Did you educate yourself about the slave labor that made your shoes, or is that not part of your research? Wow. How about that? So there's some shame for you. Well, he cut right to the chase. Yeah, he uh, did. Cantor just changed his name to uh, Enos Cantor Freedom. But wait, there's more. All of a sudden, there are two people sitting on the sidelines, and they start to give LeBron James a hard time. They're heckling him. Yeah. He stopped the game. He called a ref over, and the ref pointed at the two uh, sitting in the seats, and yeah. they had them escorted. Ejected. Out of the, just like that. Yeah, because he's LeBron James. What did they say? He, 
Uh, it didn't say what they said. Does. See, that's the problem. Like, is I've been looking trying to find out what they said, and <laughs> like, because if it's you know a certain certain things, you're like, okay, that's warranted. That's totally fine. Yeah, I need to know because it still has that shadow about it, where it's like, well, you can it, feel like were you just being a baby because they were making fun of you or teasing you or whatever it was? Well, I think if it was worse than that, we would have heard about it. Like, they was flinging out racial crap and all that? Yes, you yeah. definitely would have heard about it on yeah. all the major mainstream networks if that was the case. Yeah. I think he might have said something, you know, derogatory about, you know, his son Bronny or, you know. That, but the thing is, these guys paid probably 600 to $800 a ticket to get those seats yeah. up close. It, they're, they're paid customers, and... If they're constantly doing something wrong, then then it's up to security to bounce them out. It's not up to the player to grab the ref, walk <laughs> him across the court by his arm, yeah, and point out. to these guys and get them out of there. What a bully. He's a bully. Twitter started to mock him. They call him Le Snitch and yeah. Le Karen. Le Bitch. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't, I, you know me. I don't like LeBron at all. I've been, I've been bagging, banging on him for a long time as far as I, I just think he's an asshole. And I think in a, in a, in a position that he's in, he should have turned out to be a better person with the life that he's been given by God and that body and all the talent that he has. Yep. Why does he have to turn out to be an asshole? Don't know. Awful. I, I agree with shaming him. That was a good shaming, Bill. Thanks. Good yeah, you shamed the living another one. shit out of him. I got another one. All right, why don't you wait your turn? Okay. No, I'm just well, kidding. What do you have? You, do you have one? Ben's got one. Ben's sure. got a million shames. Sure. I'd like to uh, shame <laughs> shaming the... himself for not starting the clock. That's the right, clock's then. going. I don't know what you're talking about. There's six minutes and or nine minutes left. Um, I want to shame everyone involved, whether it's the Major League Baseball players, the owners, the commissioner's office. Shame them all. You're finally getting your sport, getting a little momentum behind it, and it's kind of getting a little bit exciting again. And then we're about to experience what? Our lockout. fifth work stoppage in 35 years? <laughs> right. After... After a, a guy signs a $43 million a year contract. Now, pitchers only pitch every five days. And they're complaining that they're not getting a big enough piece of the pie. Yeah. And a 38-year-old pitcher just signed for $43 million a right. year. Yeah. I'll take a piece of that pie. How about you take that pie and shove it up your ass? How's that for a reaction? That was pretty good. <laughs> but No, you're right. The, the players Record union shows Corey Seager just signs for three hundred and some odd million dollars with the Texas Rangers. And and by the way, and you're crying poor. Yeah, you you, you got to also look at pitchers as a commodity because they're they're really really subject to a lot of injuries and a lot of mental issues. For example, uh, not, by the way, I'm not talking about Scherzer. He's been pretty good, but he still only pitches six innings a game. That's like it's not the same as someone who goes nine innings every four days. He goes every five days. He goes six innings. He, he makes $20,000 per pitch. One-fifth of the season. He plays in one-fifth yeah. of the game. $43 million bucks. It's gets unbelievable. A, gets 100% of the and, money. And, and, and <laughs> Sale, we know, we, we signed one of those. Chris Sale. And look what happened to him. He's had 11 starts in the last two seasons. Mm. Injuries combined, COVID and all that stuff. But what kind of value to get out of a $30 million pitcher when he's not pitching? David Price was another guy. He's got a million dollars to start. He didn't pitch. You know, it's like awful. These guys are not a good investment, but yet no. the, all the big money goes to the pitchers. It seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And all these young guys who can really throw, they, they have to wait their turn. You know, I, I'm just, I'm fed up with that. That part of baseball, that's kind of what made I'm, me sour I'm, on baseball. I'm fed up with the fact that there's about to be another work stoppage and everyone's making more money than they've ever made before. Yeah. The players, what did... Bill Lee made $80,000 in 1975. And he won, 70, and he won 17 games. 
So he's the starting pitcher of the World Series appearing Boston Red Sox. 17 wins, $80,000. He got $5,000 a win. These guys get a million dollars. He's $33 million pitcher now. These guys get a million dollars to start win or lose. Win or lose. Think about that, though. Billy, whatever you think about him and his career, based on his stats and what's getting paid out, he's a $30 million a year pitcher. Right, right. He would be, yeah. And he would, see, that doesn't fit him. He wouldn't like that. No. You know, he wouldn't know what to do with his He'd give it away. He'd even make $3 million in his career. He'd probably buy some, you know, 17-mile piece of Canada with that money. (laughs) Yeah. And grow maple trees and stuff like that. Um, Can I shame somebody who really, really deserves it? Please do. It's called uh, fifteen minutes of shame, and we're still in that fifteen minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's Epstein's friend, Jislaine. I think it's Jelaine. Oh, is it, it's not Galaine. Galaine. Jelaine. I like Jislaine. Jislaine. Yeah, <laughs> that's where she lived. Uh, but Sounds like a great porn star. She booked all those young underage women for that pervert Jeffrey Epstein, and she booked them for other people too that are famous and mm. maybe you know co- politically connected people that m- might be similar to like Prince Andrew. She's a pimp. People mm. that might be similar to like Bill Clinton. Mm. What do you call a female pimp? A pimpette? A pimpus? Pimpus? A pimp? <laughs> pimpress? I mean, she was pimping for this guy, and it doesn't matter how much money is involved. Yeah. She was doing the same thing that guys do on street corners when they pimp underage women. She claimed today that she is a victim. You know who else was a pimp for underage women? The guy that ran over all those people with a red SUV oh, in, in, in uh, Wisconsin. That asshole. He was a pimp, too, but he was doing it for like, you know, 25 bucks a hit. Yeah. She was doing a, a lot bigger money than that with Jeffrey Epstein. And so she, he was a, uh, you know, he had hired her as best, his best friend as a whore master. That's really what it was. <laughs> So, I mean, shame on you, Jislaine. And change your name, by the way. No one can pronounce it. Call yourself Jizzy. Jizzy Borden. <laughs> that, that makes it uh, easy. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Did, I, did I go overboard there? No, that was good. That was good. God. All right. And I'm she's sorry. ugly, too. Do I get to shame somebody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. All right. This one, I, I'm going to read from um, a place called justthenews.com. Here's what they wrote. As Americans head out on Black Friday to make a dent in their holiday shopping lists, some are sure to come across Salvation Army volunteers ringing bells as part of the annual Red Kettle campaign. But this year, the global charitable organization wants more from its donors than a donation to the needy during the holidays. With the dissemination of a recent Salvation Army guide titled, Let's Talk About Racism... The Christian organization is attempting to elicit sincere apologies from white people for being racist. You mean in addition to the coins that they put in the red bucket, they have to apologize too? Yep. The guide, which was compiled and approved earlier this year by the International Social Justice Commission of the Salvation Army, aligns the organization with the ideology of Black Lives Matter, anti-racism, and critical race theory movements. Okay, but if somebody comes along and generously puts money in the bucket... Doesn't it start there with what they do with that money? That would be indicative of racism. But they said, okay, no, we're going to give this only to white people. No, you put your money so, in the bucket, and you, then you say to the, whoever, the bell ringer, you say, I'm sorry for being a white person. You bell ringing motherfucker. So I'm we sorry. have to apologize. Like, what if like your family that lived here at the time were abolitionists? Do we get an attaboy? There you go. You should. Like, can we get what, a, what if, like, if we're going to play yeah. this game, let's play both sides of the game. Right. Like my family... <laughs> 
in Alabama were abolitionists or, and ended up getting hung because of what they did. My great grandfather died in a civil war, yeah. you know, or whatever. Like, do we get an attaboy? Yeah, no, no, you won't. Do you know about subconscious racism? Do you know about that? No. That you're a racist, but you don't realize you're a racist. I had to take a, a test as part of my employment as this training session. I had to make sure that I was always aware that perhaps I have racist tendencies. Right. Well, that, see, that's the, new, that's the new thing is that you don't even know. You don't even know. Now we all know you do. I didn't know you, I was a racist. You hate gypsies. I, you know what the thing is? Re- real racist. Can't stand them, Bill. You can't stand I, the gypsies. I don't think I even know a real racist. Someone who really legitimately doesn't like, you know. Anyway. I do. I got. You do? Yeah. All right. My neighbor. Is his name Jussie Smollett? No, my neighbor. <laughs> Jussie Smollett. <laughs> Jussie Smollett is a racist. He tried to badmouth everybody in the whole world that's white by... He still insists his crime was was real, that yeah. the whole thing really happened. Yeah, and he just put the noose around his... You know, he kept the noose on there as a souvenir. He's, Come, blaming, you know, he's, he's trying to blame the two black guys now, saying that uh, yeah. that they were against him. They didn't like the show Empire, right. so they, they hung out to... <laughs> see, that's, what, that's what they're saying, I swear to God. But, the, but shame on the guy for being a lying sack of shit. Yeah, you know, and sticking I, to it, doubling down. Wow. You know, I, God, we're almost out of time, aren't we? Yep. What are we down to two minutes? No, about a minute thirty. I, I got to tell you something. I got, I got, I got to shame. I got to do this. I gotta do, do it. This. The people who are doing the smash and grab oh. shit in California. I mean, I, I watch that. I see eighty guys. Mm. It's mm, as Homer once said. Mm, organized crime. Yeah. How about the how about the the uh, the prosecutors, uh, the, the district attorneys that aren't charging anybody with any crimes. It's Why just... can't this ever happen when I'm around? Well, <laughs> I could use a new TV. Well, that, the, the whole idea is that when you... It's it's so organized because you don't just happen to meet 80 of your best friends. Nope. Oh, so this store. is like the new flash mob. <laughs> right? yep. But it's like, it's like they're stealing a lot of stuff. Yep. And the poor employees, they can't even touch them. They say, you can't touch them. You know what I would do? You know what I think the solution is to this? They want to come in and smash and grab... It's like that movie, Bronx Tale. Now you can't leave. You lock the door, and then you smash and grab them. The, the people, the thieves, you smash them in the fucking face. You grab them, and you say, you're under arrest for being a fucking thief. But doesn't it I'll go back- smash you. I'll grab you. Doesn't Fuck it go back you. to what your dad used to tell you? You know, what, how do you handle a bully? Smash and grab. That's it. That stops the bully, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, sometimes, if you've had a really long day, and you've had a lot of tacos... The smash is in the back of your pants, and you better grab it out of there before before you throw them in the wash. That's all I'm going to say about smash and grab. I think we're right, right at the time limit, aren't we? Ten? Nine? Eight? No, maybe it's a little bit longer than that. Shame on me for not knowing. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>